0: Hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa. This is the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Stuart Weir in the UK. Today we focus on English club Watford, newly promoted to the English Premier League with Nigerian striker Odion Igalo helping them to promotion with 20 goals. It's
1: one of the best seasons of my, of my of my career, so I'm going to celebrate as much as I can. Then
0: We also hear what the fans think about Igalo. He's just a natural goal scorer, goals winning games, uh, and he's done that. Plus we find out what promotion means to the club in monetary terms and a look at the Emmanuel Adebayor saga. With out of form Adebayor revealing the personal and family issues that he's been struggling with, we look at how off-the-field issues can affect a player's performance on the pitch. That's all coming up here on Planet Sport Football Africa. And it's an exciting time as the European football season comes to a close. We've got the UEFA Champions League final between Juventus and Barcelona to look forward to. The conclusion of the Spanish La Liga, with Barcelona holding the advantage over Real Madrid, plus a gripping relegation battle in the English Premier League. Burnley and Queen's Park Rangers are down already, and Hull are third from bottom now, so their contingent of Africans, including Dam and Doy of Senegal, are in the hot seat. On the other hand, Bournemouth and Watford have won promotion to the English Premier League, taking first and second place in the Championship. The playoffs are ongoing for the third promotion place. Shortly we'll hear from Watford star striker Odion Igalo. But first, Planet Sport Football Africa's Tom Ellis was at Watford's final home game of the season.
2: I'm at Vicarage Road, home of Watford FC, 20,000-seater stadium in Hertfordshire, north of London. This is where the Hornets will play their home games in the Premier League in the 2015-2016 season. It will be the third time the club has been in the Premier League. The first two times going up in the playoffs. I'm stood in the Graham Taylor stand, opposite the Elton John stand. The relationship between the famous musician and the former England manager saw the club experience its most successful periods. During Graham Taylor's first spell at the club, Watford rose from the old fourth division to the first division and finished second in the first division in the 1982-83 season. They then experienced a decade of decline before Taylor returned as full-time manager, leading them to successive promotions from the renamed second division up into the Premier League for the first time in 1999-2000. The Golden Boys once again went into the Premier League in the 2006 and 2007 season under AD Boothroyd. And now Watford will compete in the Premier League once again for the first time in eight years, under Slavisa Jukanovic.
0: That's Tom Ellis at Watford's home ground, Vicarage Road. So, Odion Igalo, the Nigerian, scored 20 goals in 33 appearances for Watford. We heard from him a few weeks ago on the show on how his first season in England has been such a good one. Well, at that time Watford were still challenging for promotion, so Tom spoke to Igalo again and asked how he felt about promotion after they finished second behind Bournemouth. Yeah, I'm very happy. My first season in England in
1: Championship, and we we promoted and had a good season with 20 goals. I can't ask God for more. I'm very grateful to God for this great achievement, and. Um, with the promotion to the Premier League though today I was not, not that happy because we want to win the championship because I've never got any gold medal in my career before so this opportunity for me to win it but football anything can happen if they told us six weeks, six weeks ago that we're going to come uh, we're going to go direct to the to the Premier League I won't believe so we we'll have to thank God for any situation we found ourselves so I'm very happy and I'm grateful to God And what are you going to do to celebrate? Yeah, I, as you can see my family are here my friends and family, are yeah, here. I'm going home to celebrate with them and because this is a marvellous season for me, so mm-hmm. I can't ask God for more. Just have to think about the Premier League, you know. This is the f- my first season in Championship with 20 goals, and uh, the team got promoted, so it's one of the best seasons of my, of, my, of my career. So I'm going to celebrate as much as I can, then after that, then prepare for the next season, yeah.
2: And you're wearing a T-shirt now. Thank you, Jesus. Um, How important is it for you to wear that T-shirt on on
1: occasions like this? Yeah, because I I believe in God. Without God, I won't be where I am today. And everything I do, I always give back the glory to God. I'll never share the glory because this season was marvellous if it's not for God. I won't achieve what I achieved today so anywhere I go I, I like to bring the name of the, God, uh, the Lord out because he has been my app. I can't do anything without him so I have to return all the glory to God and I thank God for this great season and I dedicate this season to God Almighty and, and my family and next season what's it got in store how excited are you for the for the Premier League yeah before I came to England this is one of my, my dream I didn't come to England to come and play in Championship because I, I have seen the, the the team, I've been following Watford for like three seasons. They have a good team, and I see they have every opportunity to play in the Premiership. That's why I came here. I won't come here because they, I have to come and play in Champions League. Because you can see, I've played in Italian league, I've played in the Spanish league. So my dream is to play in the Premier League, and thank God I've got the ticket now to play in Premier League. So I'm looking forward to it. I, I know it's not going to be easy,
0: but I'm going to work hard and step up my game, and I know I can do it there. That's Odion Igalo speaking to Tom Ellis. And Tom spoke to some Watford fans to find out what they think about the Nigerian striker.
2: Igalo's been brilliant. He, he took a little bit to settle, but he just couldn't stop scoring once he started. And I think he'll keep doing it in the Premiership. He's just a natural goal
0: scorer. Goals winning games, uh, and he's done that. You know, with Waddini uh, makes a great pair. And both of them just been scoring goals. Look at, look at the tally. That speaks for itself, and that's what we need. And let's hope we carry that on next year. He had an electric section where he scored 15 in 15 appearances, and that's really got us promotion. His goals have really helped us push up the league
2: and have a strike force with three players scoring over 10 goals. his mentor. It's made such a difference. Such a big player here. I mean, he's just... Him and Dini. You know, we've got Vidra as well, but Igualo, wow, incredible. He's brought a lot of power. Uh, he's really tricky. He's got a great partnership with Dini, um, and they just banged in goals. And I think when he started scoring was when we that's when we really started playing well and the team clicked together, so he was
0: massive. Yeah,
2: I think I saw someone the other day, he's got a better strike ratio than Lionel Messi, so that says it all, really.
0: Igalo! So no doubt Oddy and Egalo is very popular with the fans at Watford. Our European football expert Stuart Weir joins us from the UK now. Um, Stuart, first
3: of all, would you expect Igalo to stay with Watford next season in the Premier League? Uh, yes, I would. I haven't seen any speculation about any big clubs um, being after him. and uh, you know He's only had one season in England, obviously done well, scored lots of goals in the Championship, but... I think he will play next year for Watford, and we'll we'll see what happens. You know, sadly, the situation with the promoted clubs to the Premiership—they instantly become the favourites for relegation just because the gap is is so big. And you know, while there's a lot of money available, you know, a, a lot of it coming from this massive TV contract which is about five billion dollars over three years. And, you know, that is divided up among the clubs who get all get a decent payment out of that. Uh, And then there is one and a half million dollars for every place higher you you finish in the league. So every time you move up place in the league uh, for the end of the season, you know, there's more money. And then, of course, every time you're the team has shown on live television, there's another million dollars goes into the coffers. But one of the problems that Watford have is that their ground only holds 17,000 spectators. Now, Manchester United holds 75,000. So even when Watford are playing Chelsea, Liverpool, Man United, Man City, where they could uh, get a massive crowd, you know, their stadium will only hold 17,000. So their weekly income from games is not going to be that great. So that will be a real disadvantage in terms of competing with the bigger clubs. Experience has shown that the Watford squad at the moment will not be good enough to survive in the Premier League. So they'll have to bring in some new players. And of course, that is very expensive. Tying them on Premier League contracts uh, at the same time, some players will look at Watford and say, "I don't think they're going to survive." So I really don't want to go to Watford just for one year and then be back down in the Championship. So I think it'll be quite a struggle. And again, uh, you know, scoring goals in the Championship is one thing; uh, scoring goals in the Premiership may be more of a challenge for him. But uh, you know, as they say, what's this space? Thanks, Stuart. Stay with us. Uh, let's go to
0: Facebook and WhatsApp now. Uh, last week we asked, what do you think is the best way to run a football club in Africa? Is it best to have a rich single owner who might interfere too much on the technical side? Is it best to be run by a company or maybe by the police or the army? Well, Cherno Jallou says, I guess the best way in Africa is to be run by a company. An example of such a club in The Gambia is Gamtel FC. Mohamed Kande says, ''I think in Africa and in the Gambia in particular, companies don't make success but they join success as they will wait until they see the glory arise.'' Ali Jame says, ''In Europe, the majority of the successful clubs are run by rich owners, so Africa must follow.'' And Suleiman Sonko says it would be better to be run by an individual rather than by a company. And Justice says companies or shareholders should take charge of clubs. But yes, companies are right to expect something in return. Thanks a lot for those comments. And this week, tell us what you think about the recent comments by Manchester City and Ivory Coast midfielder Yaya Toure. Toure's called for tougher sanctions for football fans who commit racist abuse – saying that such incidents can hurt and break players, having gone through racist abuse himself in Russia last year. So, do you agree that there should be more than just fines for fans who commit racist abuse? Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. And that's all one word. Also you can now follow us on Twitter. The address is at Planet Sport FA. So keep in touch with news about the program at African Football News on Twitter at PlanetSport FA. Well now let's take a look at the Emmanuel Adebayor saga, as the Togo legend recently went to his Facebook page to reveal the personal and family issues that he's been struggling with. The 31-year-old striker was granted personal leave by his English club Tottenham last December and has struggled this season. Well, the Facebook post revealed the financial burden of supporting his family, as well as ongoing conflicts, and how he feels betrayed by some family members. Now, we're not going into the details of that as such, but uh, Stuart, we might think that players in Europe have an easy life, getting paid huge sums of money for playing football and
3: training just a few hours a day. But it can be very challenging sometimes. I can understand. Uh, Adebayor and his family and friends thinking, you know, he's he's playing in Europe, so he must be made of money, and here I am struggling, and I'll tap him up for a little bit, and of course, I'm sure players are generous, but you know, where do you draw the line? You know, I, I I've talked to. Emmanuel Abouy, uh, about this, uh, you know, who's currently playing in, in Turkey, the ex-Arsenal Ivorian. And, you know, he said to me, I want to be generous to my friends, but, you know, there's some people who only ever contact me when they want money. So, I mean, I actually have quite a bit of sympathy with Adebayor here. And, um, I mean, as you know, Steve, I have some contact with, with Togo. And, in fact, on a visit to Togo last year, I actually met Adebayor's brother, who was watching a game that I was watching. I think it's great for a player to, to have a lot of money, but then with money comes responsibility. And, you know, no matter how much you give, you could still give more. And I'm sure in some ways this is a distraction to doing his day job of of, of playing football. But, you know, I have a lot of sympathy with him, really, because I, I think probably uh, he might have done a lot better at Tottenham if he had had the confidence uh, of the current or previous uh, managers.
0: Well, thanks a lot, Stuart. And let's hope that Emmanuel Adebayor can get to things sorted out and get back to top form on the football field. Well, before we go, do tell us uh, this week on WhatsApp and on Facebook what you think about the recent comments by Manchester City and Ivory Coast midfielder Yaya Toure, who's called for tougher sanctions for football fans committing racist abuse. Saying that such incidents can hurt and break players. So, should there be stiffer punishment than just fines for fans who commit racist abuse? Do send us a WhatsApp to plus 447955232780. That's plus 447955232780. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Well, that's it for the show from me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe and from Stuart Weir in the UK. Thanks a lot for listening. Don't forget our Twitter handle at PlanetsportFA. You can find us online at planetsport.tv and Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.